Rigdon. After all, in order to get something in the material world, you have to give away something valuable. This is the point of making a sacrifice in the domain of the animal mind. So a human gives away the most precious thing he has, that for which he was born into this world. He is wasting into nothingness the power that is intended for reaching eternity on achieving a short-lived, fleeting illusion on what tomorrow will turn to dust, and for him it will be his ruin. He is wasting the power of his attention, the deepest feelings of sincere inner faith intended for the spiritual development throughout his life, for uniting his personality with the soul and salvation in eternity in order to attain temporary foolish dreams of power, health, wealth, and success in the material world. Thus, in relation to himself and his soul, a person in fact commits a crime which burdens him for a long time, including after death of the physical body. After all, nothing can be worse than this. That is why people suffer during their lives, without even understanding the true reason for the torment of their spirit, writing everything off to external factors and the environment. But a choice is a choice. Whatever a person gives preference to in his transient life is what he gets. As I have already mentioned, Jesus Christ said, According to your faith, be it unto you. Priests have, of course, turned him into goods sold by the peace for themselves, the atoning sacrifice for the sins of mankind. But Jesus Christ was and still is a great spiritual being, one of those who possessed the enormous power of the spiritual world, the world of God, capable of transforming any matter. When performing a miracle for which people asked, he would say, According to your faith, be it unto you. Some prayed to him for health, for healing a disease, and received it, others for food. Some prayed for a haul of fish, and others for the resurrection of the physical body. And the robber who hung next to Jesus on the cross, suffering from hunger and torture, while in death throes of his body, asked Christ only for the salvation of his soul. And this man was granted spiritual liberation by the one who is truly close to God in his eternal world. It is just that priests presented this truth differently in the canonical Gospels by introducing the concept of resurrection in the body for the flock and omitting details about reincarnations and liberation of the soul about which Jesus told people in his teaching. That is why priests destroyed the true followers of Christ, those who, despite priestly religions, remembered and kept his teaching in spiritual purity. For instance, suffice it to mention ruthless persecution and extermination by fire and sword of the Gnostics in the 1st to 3rd centuries AD and the Cathars in the 11th to 13th centuries AD who preserved the knowledge about reincarnations of the soul, about the dual nature of a human, his essences, the role of the feminine principle in the creation of the world, about the power of signs and symbols and much more which priests had tried to erase from the people's memory. Anastasia Yes, truly, according to your faith be it unto you. Rigdon Nowadays too people go to church. But what do they ask from God? 
What do they pray for? For that same health, prosperity, wealth, success, and material benefits for themselves and their near and dear ones. This is the same sacrifice and service to the single animal mind, an invocation to the power of secret otherworldly and supernatural forces to achieve material goals and please one's mortal body. After all, nowadays almost every religion has prayers addressed to saints, gods, and spirits, which supposedly help in the treatment of one or another illness in doing human deeds in the material world and bring success in various everyday matters. And what is required of people for this? Just to pray, that is, to use their own inner deepest feelings of faith about their problems in this world, about the material need, and to donate money to a certain temple, or rather, to those who own this temple. Priests have even created entire lists with detailed instructions of what believers must do, and how, to whom, and in what human need to pray. And it is only at the end of this list that you can find a small postscript saying that, of course, you can also pray for a surge of spiritual energy and for the salvation of the soul. But what will a person who is looking at this long list of desires of his back and lateral essences pay attention to? Anastasia Yes, it's no wonder that at the court of Osiris in the ancient Egyptian papyrus, where all these essences are placed one after another in a certain sequence, the front essence, the falcon-headed figure, stands last in this queue of human desires and prayers during the spent life. Rigdon Unfortunately, after all this time, nothing has changed in this matter regarding either an individual or as a consequence, society as a whole. Modern human must understand that no matter what religion he belongs to, or even if he considers himself outside of religion, walking the spiritual path on his own, he must pray only for his soul's salvation and really work on himself in every day. It is necessary to put your animal nature on the altar of your life, giving up the multitude of its desires and illusory thoughts. For this is the only sacrifice that is acceptable to God, no matter by what epithets people call Him, which opens a spiritual path into His world to a person. Anastasia Judging by letters from the readers who belong to the ranks of the faithful of different religions, people are also concerned about another issue regarding the salvation of the soul. Many people pray fervently not only for their own health or healing of their relatives, but also for the salvation of the souls of all the people, considering the very thought of saving only their own soul to be selfish. Is this right or not? By the way, readers also note that they meet many people who talk with fervor about saving the world and humankind, but who at the same time don't bother with transforming themselves spiritually. Rigdon A human always becomes like the person who serves as a role model for him. He's inclined to indulge in pridefulness that he can also pray for someone, even though he himself is a spiritually immature being, and there are many such people. I would compare them to fishermen who found themselves in the middle of the river in the winter 
because of a misunderstanding and fell through the ice. The drowning fishermen are the state of the modern mankind. At the same time, many people, while sinking to the bottom and not even making an attempt to save themselves, foolishly waste time and energy thinking about how they will be saving others. But how can someone who's drowning himself save others? After all, in order to save someone, you must first of all get out onto solid ice and even better to the shore and then save the rest. The gist of the truth is simple. Save yourself first before saving others. Even if all the people on earth pray for the salvation of the soul of one person and the person himself does not want to change, then all these prayers and expenditures of spiritual powers will be for nothing. Nobody can obtain forgiveness for the accumulated sins of the personality and subpersonalities. Only the person himself, by changing internally and beginning to work on himself, can, by real actions, achieve fusion of his personality with the soul, become a spiritual being, and find true salvation in eternity. Of course, people can get health as well as wealth and success for someone by prayer, but in doing so, they will reduce their chance of saving themselves and their soul, in fact, unwisely exchanging eternity for ashes. After all, what you have given your preference to is what you have received. You either sacrifice the spiritual, eternal, or the animal, transient. Such is the choice in the fleeting life of the personality. If a person, abiding in prayer, wishes for God to give him earthly blessings, from the health of the body to material wealth, then by doing this, he in fact ruins his personality and his soul. Even while praying with good intentions for the health of his loved ones, is he doing good for their soul, all the more so for his own soul? You must not ask for anything material from God, because in fact, you will put your spiritual power into request to the material world. And those will give it who run things in this world, whispering desires from the animal nature to you. It will all be given to you, that little for which you ask, but much more will be taken away from you, and God has nothing to do with it. After all, you yourself make a choice in favor of matter and with your choice you ruin your spiritual destiny, exchanging eternity for a mortal moment. Anastasia The vast majority of people pray specifically for health simply out of ignorance, citing the fact that their ancestors did so, but more so because of fear of the unknown and of losing life. I myself in my young years experienced this panic from the animal nature and understand very well how these people feel. But in fact, if one looks in an unbiased way at the events of those years, I can say that the health problems at that time helped me radically change my attitude towards life. This encouraged me to seek alternative solutions, which ultimately led to you and to discovery of the spiritual world thanks to your knowledge. This meeting influenced the rest of my faith changed my life, and judging by the many letters from readers, not only mine. But I've met you in my life, and what are other people to do? Rigdon. Actually, all the circumstances in the person's life 
both bad and good ones, are given according to his or her strength. They're given for a person to understand something, to overcome himself, and encounter spiritual knowledge in one way or another, and with what dominant in his consciousness he will be perceiving these circumstances is his personal choice, which ultimately determines the future, after death, fate of his personality. Different situations happen in life. Sometimes a person is still full of life energy and suddenly a deadly disease strikes him. As a rule, upon discovering it, the person starts, on the one hand, to reevaluate his life and on the other to give way to despair, yielding to provocative thoughts from the animal nature. After all, the animal nature always shows one and the same illusion to a person that he will live a very, very long time. People are often unaware of the transience of time and the necessity and importance of spiritual work on themselves. But the truth of life is that a human is not only mortal, he's suddenly mortal. In reality, he has no time for later. He only has here and now in this changeable material world. If the outcome is clear and there are no chances, even in such cases one should not despair. It is necessary to hold on and keep fighting for life, but most importantly, to double your effort of taking care of your soul and help other people to understand the real values of life and the transience of the given lifetime. If you have been able to realize it yourself, help someone else. After all, by helping other people, in the spiritual sense, you help yourself. Thus, you can help yourself much more than the doctor who is temporarily saving your material body. And death is death. One way or another, sooner or later, it will be inevitable for any person. What matters is not the number of years lived, but the quality of the life lived in the spiritual sense. One person can live 120 years of useless selfish life, and another only 1 in 20 years but of quality spiritual life, the life of a real human being, and the difference in their after-death fate will be enormous. After all, life does not end with death of the body. For the person who has practically no lifetime left, it is important to earn, if not salvation of his personality and the soul, then at least peace. Anastasia. Peace? Rigdon. Yes. If at the end of his life, the truth suddenly opened to a person, but in fact he had been following it unconsciously all his life, then he has a chance, with the benefit of knowledge, even in the remaining part of his lifetime, to make a breakthrough in his spiritual development and earn, if not salvation of the soul, then at least peace. The latter means that if peace is destined for a person for his spiritual labor, then his current personality, when it becomes a subpersonality, will be blocked from its sufferings, although it will not be deprived of voiceless contemplation of the new personality's life journey, its hardships and mistakes. After all, upon rebirth, figuratively speaking, together with the machine, the body, the driver changes as well. If he drives unskillfully through life, he brings extreme discomfort to all its silent passengers, subpersonalities.
By the way, it is on the basis of echoes of the knowledge about peace that people created different after-death rituals, such as, for example, the burial service, and so on. But the fact is that a person himself must earn this peace during his lifetime. Of course, there are other cases when the person discovers the truth in the summer of his life but rejects it, tempted by the illusion of the material world. However, time flies fast. At the end of life's journey, as a rule, such people become disappointed, for both the lies of illusions about the world and substitution from the animal nature manifest themselves. The person would gladly plunge into the truth, but his war is lost, and peace is no longer available. So people simply need to gain an understanding of the following. The material is for the material, and the spiritual is for the spiritual. If a person has material problems, including health problems, he must solve them with help of the usual resources instead of focusing all his attention on this and drawing on his unique inner powers intended for spiritual salvation. Health issues relate exactly to the discipline of the mind and to abstaining from excessive desires of one's animal nature. All illnesses are cured with knowledge. If a person already has a serious health problem, well, there are doctors and specialists in various diseases. Modern medicine as a science today has so expanded its capabilities in the field of genetics, pharmacology, and biotechnology that actually many diseases can be cured now, even those which are today said to be incurable. Furthermore, modern medicine even allows to fight such a disease as old age. Anastasia, prolongation of biological life beyond the limit of the species that is increasing life for an extended period of time? Yeah, I still remember the results of your unique experiments. Rigdon, well, I'm not talking about that now, but about capabilities of modern medicine. Anastasia, I must say that I have been very impressed with your research in these areas especially with the experiments on prolongation of the lifespan of laboratory animals. What surprised me most is that in order to make this medicinal drug, you used simple ingredients that are available for mass production. Chronoprotector, as our mutual acquaintance called it jokingly. As they say, every joke has a bit of a joke in it. Your experimental drug is a true protection against time. After all, the results of your experiment, in fact, prove that it is possible already today to prolong the human life up to 200 years at least, and at best in the future, taking into account functionality of the human brain up to a thousand years. Rigdon. It is possible without, by the way, biological aging. But what is the point? Where a direct way is apparent, what is the point of taking a detour? Anastasia. Well, as far as I remember, at the beginning of the experiment, the animals had the biological age that was above the average, which when counted in human years would equal to 65 years. Already after a few months, as a result of the overall regeneration of the body, which followed after only three injections of the medicine, the biological age of the laboratory animals corresponded to 35 to 40 years of human life. 
and most importantly, it remained so until the animals were withdrawn from the experiment. Rigdon Yes, the animals were withdrawn from the experiment when their real age exceeded the limit of the species by more than two times. So what? Anastasia That is more than 200 years when converted to human age. And had the animals continued to receive these, so to speak, chronoprotectors, they could have lived much longer. Rigdon, absolutely. If you are leading up to a conclusion about humans, then I shall tell you the following. Even if a person who has lived to see old age, not to mention adolescence, starts receiving this medicine, then his body will rejuvenate itself to middle age and it will stay in such a state for a long time. As the experiment has shown, over 200 years and without aging at that, preserving middle age of the body throughout life. Naturally, immortality of the material body is out of the question, for any matter is mortal, but it is quite possible to significantly prolong the biological life of the human being beyond the limit of the species, and what is more, to do it scientifically. There is no magic here, it is just ordinary knowledge. After all, the intercellular matrix was at the basis of the medicine I used. Anastasia, it's an amazing fact that you've practically proved that the intercellular matrix as a unique intercellular substance plays a crucial role in the regeneration of body cells and affects life prolongation beyond the limit of the species. As of today, Science knows that the molecular damage of the structures of the intercellular matrix not only accompanies aging, but also causes many serious diseases. Rigdon Naturally, even small changes in the structure of the intercellular matrix contribute to development of various kinds of pathologies. One of the major causes of aging is exactly the increase of molecular changes in the body primarily in the structure of the intercellular matrix. Anastasia The intercellular matrix in the human body is quite diverse and in general has been studied well enough, but no research has paid much attention to that kind of preform of the intercellular matrix as such which you pointed out and which is hidden in the embryonic cord. Rigdon There is an ancient wisdom the cause of every end is hidden in the beginning. Anastasia, that's a fact. What is currently taking place in the scientific world causes confusion, to say the least. After all, the scientists who study the problems of gerontology got stuck at the point that the lifespan of each species, including the human being, is genetically predetermined, and as of today, it has been scientifically proven that the human potential has the capacity of 100 to 120 years. So scientists focus their research on the prolongation of the active period of life of the elderly person without leaving the limits of this research. They're running in circles around the stem cells of the body to get caught in the endless loop of developing and selling peptide drugs. But it doesn't go further than this. Rigdon. Well, I think the answer is obvious why it does not go any further in today's society with its powerful modern technology and global scientific potential. 
Anastasia. Right. I understand that in the modern world, the consumerist attitude to life, unfortunately, is becoming increasingly more dominant in the minds of people, and the very format of the social worldview leaves much to be desired. But your knowledge and developments are a landmark sensation. They contain unique information about the intercellular matrix, the necessary conditions for body regeneration, and about peculiarities of creating artificial gravity. This is valuable information about the human being, even for such sciences as gravitational physiology and biology. After all, this field of knowledge is practically a blank spot in science. The influence of the gravitational field in which we live hasn't been studied enough. What about space? We haven't even gone into space beyond the Earth's gravitational field, not to mention the study of gravity and its effect on the human being on other planets. So when will people experimentally get to the numerical characteristics of the impact of different levels of gravity and to the understanding that in the human body there is a whole system that reacts to changes in gravity, not to mention a way to control it? How many centuries will it take? Rigdon, what will change in the human himself? Different time, different burden. Besides, will people have this time? Anastasia, well, as they say, better late than never. After all, already today, scientists understand that functioning of a living organism depends to a large extent on the magnitude of gravitational forces and how fast the body responds to the reduction of gravity, decreasing the volume of that same proverbial intercellular fluid. But that's not the point here. After all, your knowledge and research actually prove that planet Earth, with its gravity conditions, is not the native home of mankind. You can say that we're all aliens here. Your information provides the basis for theoretical calculations of gravitational conditions under which self-regeneration takes place in the human body and consequently lifespan increases tenfold more than what it currently is. This will be such a breakthrough in the human worldview. Rigdon Because the consumerist mindset dominates in today's society, it is better that people think that they have descended from a monkey on Earth. The knowledge you are referring to is useful only when the entire world community, or at least its majority, will go in the direction of spiritual development and domination of the spiritual nature and people. Otherwise, this knowledge is meaningless. When the animal nature dominates the consciousness of the majority, the life of people will be bitter like a melted candle which gives neither light nor warmth. For the present society, this knowledge will do no good. Furthermore, I would say it would be harmful for the reason that an increase in the human lifespan, even by 20 years, will result in an increase in population of the planet. This will inevitably lead to crises, both food and economic ones, which would be partially created artificially by politicians and priests especially since in this matter it is also necessary to consider the growing negative dynamics of the activity of different natural processes on Earth. In order to avoid all these consequences at such a time and prolong the lives of people, 
it is first of all necessary to change the vector of development of society from the consumerist one to the spiritual and creating vector so that the universal spiritual and moral laws would be dominant in society and not on paper but indeed knowledge is first of all a responsibility if these developments fall into the hands of a limited circle of people then this will lead to even more serious consequences for the entire mankind than if the majority of people possess them just imagine some priests or politicians getting hold of these developments they have always been the first ones interested in these breakthroughs in science in order to immortalize themselves and the power of their animal nature suffice it to look into history representatives of secret societies have sought the elixir of immortality for centuries however immortality in the body is definitely a myth for any matter is mortal and finite but extending life for a certain period of time is quite realistic with that in mind just imagine what would happen if people their children grandchildren and great grandchildren would tolerate and feed for 200 years some group of priests and politicians who will not grow old while generations of people will be dying this will inevitably lead to wars and bloodshed once again the animal mind will dominate through human weaknesses and one matter will be destroying the other what is the point the time of life is transient and flies very quickly no matter whether it is 100 200 or 1000 years but will a human's torment and his inner anguish subside as a result of it and then you will have to answer for all these spent years for everything that you have created in yourself during these moments those who have truly come into contact with the spiritual world of god through the depth of their feelings understand how transient and short lived all this illusory material world is personally i would not for a minute extend the predetermined period of existence for myself in this material world in this mortal body with its perennial problems and desires anastasia yes that's true however this is understood by those who have personal spiritual experience most people however can't even control themselves and their animal nature i think that when people's lives are longer they will have more opportunities to understand themselves they won't be in such a hurry as now galloping through life making many mistakes living according to patterns just like everybody else and realizing only towards the end of their lives that all this was empty and not worthy of their attention they will have time to learn and understand the knowledge and consciously develop themselves spiritually given the experience of their mistakes in the past after all it can also be seen as a chance for their spiritual development for achieving fusion of the personality with the soul and going beyond the material world rectum yes for a person it can indeed be a chance but only when society changes its behavior patterns its consumerist outlook which is nothing complicated it is necessary for the human being to understand his true spiritual essence then he will be able to bring real changes into the life of society and awaken people around him in this respect even one person is a warrior and can do many useful things
After all, each person has many roles in his life which provide him with an opportunity to communicate with different people, a parent, relative, neighbor, friend, professional, athlete, student, worker, leader, social activist, resident of the internet, etc. And to think of how many people he has already encountered in his life, childhood friends, classmates, fellow students, colleagues, business partners, distant relatives, and acquaintances. This is already a whole mini-society, people whom he met in the past and those with whom he communicates in the present. So it means he can make changes everywhere, both at work and at home, both among the people he knows and among those he does not know, regardless of their nationality, social status, and religion. All of these seemingly different personalities really have much in common. We're all human beings. We all suffer from the same manifestations of the animal nature and rejoice alike at the real spiritual manifestations, for we're all guests in the material world and here temporarily. Anastasia. Yes, you're right. There's nothing difficult about it. You just constantly perfect yourself spiritually, live by the spiritual world, apply this knowledge to practice, and you begin to live in society humanely, as befits a real human being, and then pass this knowledge on. When we look around and see what's going on in religions and in the world politics, it seems that there are many different faiths now, and practically all of them urge one to take care of one's spiritual purity and moral values. But in reality, and it is no secret now, most ministers of all kinds of cults are guided purely by mercenary interests, and they form consumerist way of thinking in people, tightening the loop of matter around the person even more and knocking spiritual foundation out from under his feet. Wherever you look, substitutions are everywhere. Priests exploit crowds of believers, like farmers exploit dairy cows, cajoling material resources from their pockets under any pretext. They stop at nothing and use power over the flock to increase their political influence for personal gain, of course. Not to mention politics. The result of the effect of the animal mind on society through this area of activity associated with power and control is evident. Selfishness, acquisitiveness, and the dog-eat-dog attitude has become the norm in society. Nations are divided into social groups, parties, and religions, and they're forced to oppose, fight, and kill one another for interests of their leaders, who use one and the same ancient method of different promises to control the masses. It is clear how and for what purpose aggression is activated in the world community, but the sad thing is that people themselves support this. And this happens at a time when just the opposite is needed. The entire international community must consolidate for the sake of survival of humankind as a species, given the growth of dynamics, frequency, and scale of natural disasters, as well as those problems humanity will face in the near future.